0: It is great to have you on the Family Goals Podcast with Davey Pollitt and Pastor Jay. I'm Joel House, Howes, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. On this episode, we dive into the five love languages, starting with physical touch. Here's the conversation.
1: The testimony of Matt and Mary Ellen Smith was, there was not a dry eye in church yesterday.
2: Not in ours either. <laughs>
1: And I had people text me, even people on staff, saying, "Hey, give give us a heads up when we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a testimony like this, because uh, it was it was so moving, and the fact that you guys jumped in the car and drove from Athens to Arkansas because you know Wit's in your small group, Matt's and your Matt and Mary Ellen are in your small group, and the
2: probably need to tell people the story.
1: Why don't you tell them the story?
2: Well, Wit." Um... Wit's played with us on the sports teams, and like uh, like you just said, he's in in our church and a small group. And Nicholas and him and a bunch of buddies meet on Fridays, and they have their own small group. And then their their parents are in small group with us on Sundays, and they go to church at Greystone on Sundays. They play basketball or play football with us, play baseball with us. So we're with the family a lot. And Wit and uh, Matt went to Arkansas to hunt, and um, Wit had a hunting accident where he. You know the gun got messed up a little bit with with stuck in the ground a little bit, and when it came up, he was going to shoot, and he came up, and it shot. You know, shot his foot, and it mm. shot. It wasn't a little shot; like it was a significant amount of his foot that was uh, that was taken off, and it was it was really scary. And they were in Arkansas, and there's a really good foot doctor there. Um, but man, they they've been going through it, and you you think about your 14 year old going through that; it's not. It can't be fun. And uh I was actually talking to Matt a couple weeks a couple weeks before we took that visit to go see him in Arkansas. And man, I got really convicted because you know, I'm sitting there every day and Minnie Nicholas and his buddies and we're on a feeds and we're praying for wit and we're praying for wit. And um you probably do a much better job of this too. And again, experience probably has something to do with it, but I d I didn't think about Matt. Hmm. I didn't think about Mary Ellen. I don't know. I was just thinking about wit, and I was thinking about his foot and Man, just all the things that he's going to have to deal with, you know, the rest of his life now and sports and, you know, his identity and who he is and how this will shape him and his toes being able to keep his all of his toes. And there's just so many things that that went into it. And um, I was talking to Matt and Matt was like, so this is six surgeries in, you know, they've been there since December something, December something still there, obviously, you know, into February. And, um, you know, six surgeries or whatever and all the stuff they've been through. And Matt was like, we had a really good weekend. And I was like, heck yeah. Because, you know, texting him back and forth. And he was like, I was like, why? He's like, Mary Ellen and Ellie came up. And I was like, okay. So he's going through this with wit by himself. But, so your son's up there. You're in Arkansas by yourself. Like my rock is my wife. Uh, he doesn't even have his wife. He doesn't have his daughter. And he's going through like he's with Wit every day. And you don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to do. And it just, man, I was like, crap. I'm not I'm not serving him very well. You know, I'm not loving on him very well. But all the kids in the in the group, um, they wanted to go see him. You know, we were planning on how we're gonna go go do it. And so, you know, one of our friends has a big old huge van. And so we're like, let's just drive up. And it was, you know, nine hours or so in, in a car. And um I, I was just really proud of the, you know, you got all these fourteen year old kids that it's a Friday. You want to go have fun on a weekend. Nichols had a basketball game, and we finished the basketball game, and we loaded up in the van, and we drove, you know, through the night, um, stayed halfway in a hotel, and then, you know, we brought five 14-year-old kids that kind of – and I don't – I don't I don't, know I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, how you – like, they gave up their weekend, you know, their, their Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. but we drive up there. We get there Saturday morning at uh, 10 a.m., and, dude, I mean, if you've seen that video or if you watched oh, the video, like – It was, it was, there's so much excitement, right? Like, and we're excited and and we're finally there and the kids are excited and I'm texting Matt, you know, we come in the front door or whatever and and we come in the front door and it's just, it it is not what I expected. You know, you got this kid who's been through a lot and he's, he's, you know, he's, he's bad to deal with a lot of different surgeries, a lot Mm -hmm. of different things. And I just expected straight like jubilation, like excitement jacked up, like my dudes, you know, come on in. And, uh, he had the most real reaction ever and just like straight excitement. Holy cow. Surprised to crying like yeah. crazy. It and, was just uh, raw emotion. Yeah. And it, it just shows you, man, it shows you how much yeah. it meant to him right away. And like, yeah. and, and the guys that went, we were like, dude, we would have driven 36 hours for that reaction. I mean that, that yeah. right there. And then, and then Nicholas and them and all the boys hugging him and they were crying together. And it was just, um. It was awesome man it was a, it was one of the coolest thing I'll never forget it I can't watch it still yeah I still got tears in my eyes I'm trying not to cry yeah. like a baby on the on the podcast <laughs> if you know me it's every small group I cry anyways so it really doesn't matter but um but it was just it was a cool it was a cool thing that the kids wanted to do um, that they decided to do and and it meant a lot to them and I, and I hope it's a lesson that we all yeah take with us because because Lindsay and, and, and uh you know me and Lindsay talking about it with you sure you want to drive up she so we're drive all, all the way there and Saturday and all the way back. And we got back Sunday morning, you know, at 1 a.m. We were with him for a total of six hours, eight hours. Yeah. You know, so you, here's how I would say it better. We all see things in our lives and moments in our lives that we want to go encourage people and help people and, and, and really be there for them. And then life gets in the way. And then we justify our reasoning. Like I do it all the time. I justify, well, I got this, this, and this. Instead of saying it's worth it, let's go. Like, and you talked mm-hmm. about, like, you talked about last, you know, episode. You talked about your wife and how, you know, Jennifer sacrificed her time for the lady that was on the ball club and wanted mm-hmm. to go see her. And like, just go do it. When you feel that, go do it. Don't worry about the. Don't worry about your what you got going on. What you miss with your family sometimes. Like, there's a reason you got that tug, and go do it, and and watch what it does. And it can be amazing. And, and I think it was one of those moments that. I won't forget for that reason. Like I, I got to do a better job in my life of finding those circumstances and then don't make excuses. Don't think about it. Don't wrap my brain around it 55 times. And it has to be perfect and it has to make you know perfect sense and, and be a good use of your time. A lot of times I'm like, you got to be efficient with your time. Right. And that was, that was uh, a complete waste of time, but the most efficient I've used my time. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? At the same, at the
1: same thing. I was so blown away, away by it. Because it was one, it would be one thing for you to to hop on wheels up and fly out there and see them, but the fact that y'all drove and the fact that you took the boys with you, and uh, the model and example that you were for Nicholas and his buddies, and really our whole church. I mean, that's that's one reason I wanted to show it at church yesterday. Is because this is what small group is about. This is what relationships are about. This is what foxhole friends are all about: is showing someone you love them enough to get in the car and drive from Athens to Arkansas. I mean, there's no there's no substitute to communicate. I mean, it's one thing to text and to call, but to just get in the car and go—that was it. Just it just blew me away, and our whole church, our whole church is moved by it. It's, it's an, but I think what you said is obviously when you. When when Matt was telling you that, that Mary Ellen and his daughter came out there and it meant a lot to him, God spoke to you in that moment, and you thought, before you meant, never, never even thought about it, no going out there. But it's like God spoke to you, and you're like, Okay, we're going to do this, and it was cool that you kind of rallied the other guys and the other boys. And-
2: well, and a couple of guys had already been talking about it, anyways. Like a bunch of our buddies had already been talking about it, and me and a couple of buddies were talking. Like it's it's amazing. A lot of people were thinking about. It. But here's the cool thing, and then we'll move on. Is you say that about small group, and and, and I want to I want to paint a, a a better picture for for us and how. So Mary Ellen and Matt are in our small group, and they're going through it. You know, the Whitakers are in our small group. A lot of these people in our small group. And we've made a very big point to, to pour in and to go to the, Wits, the Smiths house, the Wits, the Smiths house and take down their Christmas lights and uh, to provide things for them as much as we can. But, but why does that happen? And, 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 and I say this, and this will go even further back, but this is all I know. Josh Clark has us in small group. With with Megan and a bunch a bunch of us that are in our small group now that have peeled off in that small group. Well, who did Josh Clark learn from? Adam Wilson, Adam Wilson's small group at Greystone. Like he poured into Josh. Josh poured into us. Taught us how to do small group. Taught us how to go through that stuff. Like now we're pouring into Mary Ellen. I mean, it's just a it's it's an awesome. And you can go higher with Adam Wilson because you've had him in the church for for all those years, but. It was just a, and and I told Adam and, and um, Jen, Jennifer that last night. I was like, at church when you when we were talking about, it, I was like, that doesn't that video happened because of y'all. Hmm. Like y'all poured into Josh, and Josh poured into us, and now it, 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 that's just the way it's worked. And because of small groups, we've built a community of people that will rally and and do things for for each other, and it's it's awesome. It's cool to see.
1: It's it's the process of multiplication yep. and discipleship and that That's encouraging to me that that you took the time to encourage Adam and Jennifer, you know because really they're like what three or four small groups remo- removed from that, but yet you kind of pulled them in and encouraged them which is which is awesome, so they are they they have been with us with us from the very get go, and there's been so many people that have been in small group with them and been impacted by them oh yeah. it's amazing. So for those that are listening, y'all can go to our Instagram page and y'all can check out the full video um, of hearing Mary Ellen's uh, take on it, the video that we showed at church, because it is powerful, powerful uh, to see what's reaction. Because it is, like you said, it is something like you will never forget. So be sure to go check that video
2: out uh, right now. If you're a tough guy. I want to see if you cry because there's a good chance <laughs> when you see his, react, even though we've built it up. I mean, it doesn't matter every single time. I, I watch it in my phone frequently. Like I just love to yeah. go watch it because it just, I mean, it just hits you. But we'll see. How, we'll see how tough you are. Take the challenge. See if you yeah. can cry
1: because they want. Like you said, they want to pull it together. Yesterday, i hadn't already seen it. Yep. And then I had to pull it together, I, it. <laughs> yep. I it together again. So we're in, the, we're in the middle of a series on the five love languages. We've read a book uh, by Chapman and Ross, and we want to dive in today. Um, really want to get into the, into the different love languages. Just a couple of disclaimers. Uh, Davey and I are not perfect parents. Our kids are not perfect, and we're not parenting experts. But we did read the book. Yeah. And apparently Dave stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. Yes. So, so the first of the five love languages that we're going to talk about today is physical touch. The number one love language, some examples that he gives, hugs, kisses, tossing your son in the air, wrestling, sitting on a lap while reading a book, holding hands, apparently biting is something that, that uh, <laughs> David Pollack likes to do if you listen to the last episode. So did Woj, hold on now, don't forget
2: about Woj.
1: We um, got a We got a podcast full of biters. But, but so, uh, I,
2: I like what you're saying because I think physical touch guys think of it differently right away as, as something else. But um, it, it's 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 mine. It, it's it's number one for me. I think guys I think guys specifically are more. I don't know. Not not. not I'm not saying more than girls, maybe so. I don't know. And in, in, in my experience, the, like guys, a lot of times physical touch seems to be seems to be our and definitely was mine growing up. So it's, yeah. it's definitely resonates with me. And it says it's the easiest love language to use unconditionally. Yeah. I thought so that, you don't
1: have to have an excuse mm-mm. to show physical touch.
2: If words of affirmation aren't your gift and you don't like to talk about it, we'll talk about it later on. Anybody can just put your arm around and hug, right? Yeah. Like anybody can, anybody can make an effort to mm-hmm. hold hands. Anybody can make an effort well, to run your hands through your, your daughter's hair. You know, anybody can, anybody can do that. It's the easy, hundred percent, the easiest one to accomplish.
1: Yeah. So, one of the jokes that we have have at our church is I have these these hugging rules. And, uh, you know, with yeah. the opposite By the way, sex. You need,
2: yep, so you share them. Make sure yeah, you share them.
1: Yeah, so the, so my rules are, and everybody gets me a hard time about this. I like them. But, yeah. you know, if you're hugging someone from the opposite sex, I go, you go side hug. Yep. You don't want to go full frontal and get all up in there. And I don't want to go any details at ch- at church Correct. yesterday. But I don't want somebody going full frontal on Jennifer. I'm with it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. Total, I think, makes
2: total sense. What yeah, about so, what about
1: the other so, ones? So you go side hug. With the with the men, it's just a bro hug, quick tap. You don't linger. You don't need a big hug. Fist bumps fine. I mean I'm I'm happy with a high five, a fist bump. And, and to your point, like you cannot say anything to anybody and you can be walking through church like I'll I'll be walking through the lobby and I'll just, you know, hit some fist bumps on my way.
2: Yeah.
1: That's easy. And then, then with the whoa, ladies. Oh, you, you,
2: you, you left one part out that was significant that you talked about in church. What's that? The the getting on your toes.
1: Oh the for the
2: bro hug Uh, the bro hug yeah you You don't don't, you you don't don't
1: let your weight transfer to the the balls of your feet
2: yeah you don't go to the you don't go to your toes it's 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 gap up one tap and get out yeah
1: you don't linger yeah you don't linger you don't linger
2: i like i thought that was really good when you say you don't get on your toes
1: (laughs) 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 you gotta keep your weight back yep keep your weight back and then with the ladies you know it's just australian rules like like the girls, they'll hold hands, they'll hug, like anything goes. Australian <laughs> rules. <laughs> it's, like, it's
2: what you're saying, really, is girls, y'all do y'all. y'all, like, y'all
1: I don't, I don't, I'm I not involved rules, in that. Y'all, yeah. do, y'all
2: do whatever it is y'all, y'all do. And,
1: like, I'll look out there, even on a Sunday morning, you'll have a ladies get their arms around each other. They're holding hands. I mean, they're, I don't, they just, I don't, <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast, how ladies are different than men. But I had one of the guys in church after after church yesterday he comes up to me and he's trying to be funny and this is a larger gentleman okay and he gives me this full frontal hug, oh. gets all up in my business and starts like jiggling around <clears throat> and it was i felt violated i felt like i need to go take a shower <laughs> like
2: <laughs> fresh off of, fresh off of you saying how much yeah, you mean, don't I'm, do that I, mean, I
1: was giving him a strong arm.
2: did you keep the arm bar between you yeah, and him I had or the did arm you? Bar. okay that's good and you need I to could not
1: need to create some like, you need
2: to create some separation between with the arm bar right there between you oh your.
1: i was trying man but he was he was putting his full force into me and it just it took me off guard i like that i'm and, glad uh, he did that that makes me yeah, happy. i was like I'm, I'm gonna have to go to get a shower but but, but also this. we've
2: talked about it for so long too with and, and you've seen so many studies with babies who are held.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Babies who are hugged. You know, babies that are, um, and, and the ones that aren't and the ones that are and, and the difference it makes on how they respond and how they learn and how they're loved. And so, I mean, it starts at a very young age if you've got kids that are, you know, just just mm-hmm. just in the beginning phases and infants. And it, it matters then more so. And, and, I, and by the way, I think it's easier then. I think it's easiest when the kids are little. Yeah. I think that's when everybody can pick up. Everybody thinks he's cute. Not everybody like feels real comfortable like rocking back and forth. Or from um, from my in Ohio, I, I put Nicholas in that one of those little bouncy things, and he wouldn't shut mm-hmm. up one night. So I turned the the stove light on above, and it was like a spotlight on him, and just put him on the little thing, and just started put like on the stove, and just started bouncing his bouncy seat back and forth, and he shut up. So it, it worked that night. I mean, I wouldn't recommend that probably for everybody, but. You, you're trying to find something at that age sometimes to, to get them to calm down. But at that age, it's easy. And then as they get a little bit older, I think it becomes more difficult. But, but I think when you build those things when they're younger, um, mm-hmm. you know, like Nicholas, Nicholas um, Nicholas's physical touch, surprisingly. He has a, a, a little physical touch in him. But, you know, doing it when we were younger and making it a, a big deal and hugging before bed and kissing before bed. And, you know, he always wants to hug his mama. And always, you know, has a blanket on him because he's always cold or shirtless, and then comes in and gives her, you know, a, a big bear hug every night. And I think you build those things as as you're younger, and then as you get older, I think you got to be more
1: cognizant of it with your kids. Mm-hmm. Teenagers are weird, right? Like
2: tweener, tweens are weird, you yeah. Know? So you got to find ways to do it.
1: Yeah, he he even mentions in the book age appropriate touching, and to your point, he starts off with infants and toddlers and holding, cuddling. um, hugs kisses and then the older they get to your point he said that the harder it is and, and i can remember like being young with with when my kids were young we did a lot of wrestling yeah we, we did a lot of wrestling we had we had a lot of you know riding piggyback and we had we had all the all these little games to where i remember with jesse i would do uh different not hurt her but like alligator or bear or Shark, you know, you're like doing all these things, Mm -hmm. and it's really, it's really just creating ways to touch. Yes, just, it's just, it's just physical touch. And and he says in the book that parents who keep a child's emotional tank full with the physical touch, they have better self esteem, and they'll have a a healthier sexual identity. Mm -hmm. Which, which I thought was uh, highlighted that as well. Which was fascinating. And then he, then he goes on to say, and I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but they'll have girls who have a healthier self esteem, sexual identity. They'll actually relate better to boys, and they will have better friendships with girls. I thought that I thought that was pretty fascinating. But but it's really our job as the the dad to be a model and an example for our daughters of what appropriate touching is
2: yes. well and, and i think to to give some examples you know not only the hugs but um you know I, one thing that this book's made me do more um just with leah because leah's very very physical touch my daughter is um just come behind and put your hand on the shoulder it doesn't have to be weird but just mm-hmm. come behind like when i ask when she's doing her homework and i just come behind and put my hands on her shoulder and ask her a question you know and then maybe rub her back for a second but it's just Am I, am I, I kind of, and I I think you've heard, everybody's heard this before, but like connection points, you know, you make those Mm -hmm. connection points. And for me, a lot of times it's, it's, am I, am I purposely making connection points with her now? Like, am I, am I finding ways to touch, you know, or if you listen to the last pods, bite, you know, I mean, whatever, (laughs) whatever, whatever it is, but finding ways to, to fulfill those. And and as she gets older, obviously they'll be different, but you know, a standard of a hug before somebody goes to school is not hard. Mm-hmm. Before you leave the house, like, you know, I think most households probably do this, but you know, hug and I love you. You know, I'm I'm mm-hmm. going to play basketball. Love you. Give me a hug. You know, no big deal. Easy to do. Easy habits to create that, that aren't weird. You know, that aren't strange. Aren't different.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting as the as the kids get older and the the touch changes. But when, like, even even Jesse now, she's 14 years old. Sometimes we'll still hold hands, like driving to school. Yeah. And I used to do that with Julia. Then they got to a point, you know, Julia, my daughter's twenty-three now, she's married, she has another man in her life, and that's a whole that's a whole other story when your daughter That's several other podcasts then has another man man in her life, but they get to a certain point where okay, Julia's a little too big to be sitting in daddy's lap. Yeah. You know what I mean? And or Nicholas is a little too big to sit in mama's lap.
2: Yeah. He's like six inches taller than her, yeah. So. <laughs>
1: He is a giant, by the way. Even even the in the video with with wit. I mean, Nicholas a, is a big kid. What is he? Six two? He's six feet ish. Okay, that's what's very strange.
2: The vo- when the, and and that's another thing too. Like puberty, voice change, like all that stuff is. Mm-hmm. It's it's different when you when you hear somebody talking in the kitchen. Like who's talking about what? Oh, my son. <laughs> <laughs> get your hands off my what? Oh, that's my son. I, thought,
1: that's a- I came home from work one day. Um, and there was this these size twelve shoes, in my, uh, you know, the front door. I'm like, who is at the yeah. house here? <laughs> it was a uh, Ryan Carrier yep. was visiting and He was like in the seventh grade, but he wore a size twelve he was shoe. A he was man like child. Man child. Yeah.
2: <laughs> is he one of those kids that didn't grow from that point on, but was enormous as a twelve year old, or still got bigger?
1: He still got bigger. He still got yeah. He ended. He up was the tight end at um, Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played college football. All right, now that we yeah. now that we
2: got Jolin talking over here, I want to I want to put you on the spot, Pastor Jay. Okay. Do you know Jolin's love
1: language? Jolin's love language is quality time. Like Jolin, hey. hey.
0: that's my it, second. It's it second.
1: Not? ah.
2: Uh, see, what we do here at Family Goals is we bring <laughs> families together. We're trying to help every family succeed and grow and get better. And right now we're going to give Pastor Jay, you know, some teachable moments.
1: Yeah, give me. So what At you, least what, I think it's my second. It what, might would be tied, what would you say other, your first is? What do you think? What, what would you say? He's got to look at the list. I'm, I'm going to say. Uh,
2: be, be careful. Tread lightly, Pastor w- Words of affirmation. Yeah. Ooh,
1: yeah. Nice. Yeah, I mean, nailed Joe, it. All nailed right, it. That's good.
2: It's good. I was I was just gonna bite him and figure out if it was physical touch, <laughs> but get a buddy. fist to the nose. Yeah, dude. yeah. Well,
1: Joe was always, um, hey, watch watch me play my game. Yep. You know, like like video, like it was always spinning. You know, spinning time, quality time, qu- quality time. But I guess why would you say words of affirmation?
0: I think especially for you and mom, it's like y'all can either speak life. <laughs> into me with your words, or y'all can speak death into me with your words. (laughs) No, serious. That's like, that's something Justin would say all the time, but it's like the biblical you're, you're you're quoting proverbs. The best thing, the best thing that you could tell me is you're proud of me, Mm. you know, and the idea of your mom being like disappointed in me, that, that just completely destroys me. The thought of that.
2: And see this conversation you're having right now with your dad, first of all, it's, it's easy. It helps you now because you know Mm. that he knows that. But like as y'all get older, and as you have a wife, this is why it's important. When you get a wife, your wife needs to know that. Mm -hmm. Like your wife needs to know when I say these words that matters. And a lot of times we don't do a good job of telling them that. Like my wife knows. My wife's the only one. Like she's the only one that can like say words that encourage me, and and that pump me up. I mean, she's just she's got the ability to do that. Nobody else does. I don't give anybody else the right to do that. Like I, I guess because of you know my life and what I do and stuff like, I'm not going to let anybody tear me down at all, but my wife can get my, my wife can get my feelings. She can hurt my feelings. Um, but I think it's important that we, we got to share that stuff, dude. We got, we got to let people know that that will help your dad be a better dad. And that'll help you be a better husband. you be a better wife when you know exactly how your kids feel love. It makes it, it makes a big difference.
1: Yeah. And I think typically what we How we express love to others is the how we feel it. How we feel Mm -hmm. loved, and so I remember when Jennifer and I were dating, she would write me these handwritten love letters. Before cell phones, huh? Yeah, yeah. We did have cell phones. Did y'all even have beepers? I never had a beeper. No, they may have had them those then. No, they don't think they had them back in your day. (laughs) If it's major, hit my pager. They didn't even have email when we were dating. So uh I remember when when we were dating I was in I was in Thailand for the summer as a missionary and Jennifer was back here we would have to fax one another our letters. <laughs> fax. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah. But she would write me these love letters and then and then when we would see each other on the weekend cuz we had a long distance uh dating relationship, she would "Well, did you get my letters?" And then she quickly realized that her writing those letters to me was no big deal to me because I was like well, well they say the same thing every time <laughs> but it wasn't my leveling.
2: so you're not a words of affirmation
1: person no no I wasn't but in her mind she was loving she's you. loving me by writing me all these letters but in my mind I'm like well it's the same it's the same well and I think every letter everybody every
2: everybody can relate to that in mm-hmm. some way shape or form because yeah. my wife Anybody who knows my wife, by the way, it's the biggest running joke and it's the most funny thing I think we do like as friends because Lindsay's like she's not the hugger. She doesn't like to hug. And I used to hug everybody. So she was like, Every time you hug somebody, I have to hug them. So I've kind of been like made myself not a hugger because she doesn't like to hug. And so now it's turned into with my friends, like, Oh, Lindsay's heartless. Like we just we've taken it all the way down <laughs> and it's just really funny. But like I would I always get up in her business. Like Last night she's in the pantry. I just jump on her, give her a hug, like you know, throw her arms, I grab her arms and throw her over my you know throw her arms over my shoulder and just grab them. I was like and she's like, "Hey, yeah, and I was like, like that's my <laughs> love language that's not her love language, yeah. but um learning that as a as a spouse is is obviously critically important too, but that it's this is what we're talking about too mm-hmm. with kids is figuring out what theirs are, so if you just keep pouring out physical touch physical touch, physical touch, and your kid doesn't feel love that way, then you're not wasting your time. I'm not saying you're wasting your time, but you need to figure out what, it, what motive, what you need to figure out a better way to use your time. Maybe a better way to send your love. I'm not, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying we can all find better ways to do it. And if your kid doesn't feel their, if their tank isn't really filling up by that, then, you know, try to find the other direction or if physical touch is try to do more of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he gets into even if the kids are getting older, especially the boys, and they're resistant to physical touch, they still need it. So, so kind of like you were mentioned, kind of getting into middle school or getting into high school, they're kind of a little more resistant to the to the physical touch. Don't hold back Um, is what it said, right?
2: Like, don't. I think that was cool. Don't hold back. Like, don't.
1: Just because they don't, yeah, want don't worry it, about it. Don't worry about it. Doesn't mean you can't. St-
2: doesn't mean you can't throw your arms around them harmlessly and find ways to integrate that. I think I think you can integrate that in a non-evasive way, a, a way mm-hmm. that won't tick them off, a way that you figure out a way that they'll they're okay with. You know, whether yeah. it's just coming in for a side
1: hug, well, like you, you were saying, a little pat on the back, or just a little run
2: your fingers through their hair, yeah. or like just find a way to touch, you know, cheek, or you know, find a way to do something. Mm-hmm. I think you can you can find little ways.
1: Thank you
0: for listening to this week's Family Goals Podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. I believe that it is so important to show appropriate physical touch to a child at a young age. It is crucial to set that example of how someone should feel love and show love through physical touch. So if you know your child feels love through touch, try to find ways to show them that love. Maybe it's through hugs, holding hands, wrestling, cuddling, or even just like a hand on the back of the shoulders while they're doing homework or maybe they're playing with their toys just to show them that you love them. Thank you again for listening to the Family Goals podcast and we'll catch you next week.